Welcome back to the show. This week I talked to my friend Sam about mastering different skills and how important it is to enjoy the process and the journey. I also read some stories from the internet. It was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it too. Here it is. Digging in the crates for something good. Hidden gems often misunderstood. Cause you know there's no such thing as too much. Miscellaneous important stuff. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Miscellaneous Important Stuff. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I hope you've had a good week. Mine has been not bad. It's getting closer to Christmas. I do enjoy the holiday season. I actually, we got snow where I'm at this morning, so that's kind of fun. We don't get a lot of snow here, so I like seeing that. There's Christmas lights everywhere, not in this room, but... Um, so yeah, I guess it could be worse. We might be done with the pandemic soon. Who knows? These vaccines. Um, So yeah, maybe 2021 is our year. I will not say that though. I did not say that. And I will not say that because that ruins everything. I think a lot of people thought 2020 was their year. And well, here we are. But I hope your year has been great. I hope you were not one of those people that had a terrible year and you're hoping for the next one. I, yeah. And, and if you are, I, I hope 2021 is, is your year, but I don't know. We'll see. But today I have a couple different things for you. Uh, like I said, in the intro, I had a conversation with my friend, Sam. We got into a lot of different things. I'm going to try this segmented interview style for a while, maybe. So me and Sam talked for like an hour, hour and a half. And so I'll separate that into a few weeks and you'll get to hear some of the stuff we talked about over time. So today I have a couple topics with me and Sam, but first I want to tell you some stories. Internet stories. This week we're doing stories from buy on of the week on ripley's.com. You know what it is. You know, I love it. You know, this is my favorite. It's my favorite website because they always have good stories. Maybe I should be writing stories myself. I'd rather read other people's stories. So here we go. Where in the world is Utah's missing monolith? I'm sure you've all heard about this. It's been a very weird year, but possibly the strangest story of 2021 is still unfolding before our eyes. Last week's account of the discovery of a mysterious monolith in the Utah desert was spawned into a global hunt after vanishing just days after. Are we really that surprised? Somebody found it. Somebody will want to destroy it. It's not that amazing that it's not there anymore, but let's read on. The 10 to 12 foot tall metal structure caught the eyes of Aero Bureau and Wildlife Resource Officers. That sounds like a made up thing. Sounds like some Men in Black parody. Wildlife resource officers on a November 18th flight over the Red Rock Country area during a routine bighorn sheep count. You know, the old routine bighorn sheep count. Upon further investigation on the ground, the team discovered that the monolith was firmly planted into the ground, but found no evidence of how it wound up at the desolate spot. While theories surrounding the structure are running wild on the internet, yeah, I'm sure you've read some of these. There are still no absolutes in this modern mystery. 
As curators of all things strange and unknown, we want answers and are willing to pay for them. Oh, here we go. Listen to this. Ripley's will pay $10,000 to the first person who claims ownership of the monolith. That's, you just have to claim ownership? I'll claim it right now. Or gives us an exclusive and accurate tip on where to find it. So if you know anything, if you're out there and you know it, if you own it, or you want to tell them that you own it, go to ripley's.com. You can win $10,000 for lying. Cutthroat eels come to life in deep sea abyss. I don't know about you, but I think the bottom of the ocean is like more terrifying than, than deep space. Terrifying. Deep in the ocean lies a world of mystery and intrigue. Yeah, you could say that. While we may not know all the secrets of the underwater world, we don't know any, really. There's so much of the ocean that we haven't even seen. I think maybe James Cameron's the only one that's seen most of the ocean. We learned this week that there are eels in the abyss. After a record-breaking swarm of eels was coaxed from the darkness almost 10,000 feet below sea level. That's like two, two miles down. I've never been deeper than 10 feet or however deep a pool goes. Footage release shows 115 cutthroat eels swimming into the light, 9,800 feet below sea level, coaxed only by a bit of bait. The swarm is the most deep sea fish ever to be recorded simultaneously in the entire ocean. Shot in the Clarion Clipperton zone, researchers working on the study were shocked to see so many animals in the area, as it is extremely isolated and food is scarce. While food is scarce in the CCZ, now we're getting cool, CCZ, Precious minerals and elements are not, turning the area into an international mining hotbed. Mining is still prohibited in many places as there is a large concern that it could destroy these unknown ecosystems. After dropping food in three different locations, scientists observed large numbers of eels at this depth coming to feed. Ugh, I don't know why that word sounds too much. Feed, they came to feed. They caught some eels in the traps and identified them as cutthroat eels. A species so rare that fewer than 10 can be found in captivity worldwide. Wow, wow, 10, that's what we need in zoos. It is unknown if the cutthroat eels are permanent residents of the area or simply swimming by for a stint, but the observations thus far reiterate how little we know about the deep sea and its inhabitants. Well, yeah, I feel like most people know that, right? The ocean is so huge and so deep. And we're just the idiots up here on land. We don't know anything. We know nothing. Florida man's seaside rescue is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. It was an extra long holiday weekend for a 62-year-old Florida man who spent a large portion of it clinging to his capsized boat 86 miles off the coast until being rescued by a Shakita banana boat. I don't know if I'm supposed to know how to say that or not. Chiquita. I think that's right. Also, what is a banana boat? Like they have bananas on the boat or it just is a boat that looks like a banana? Because I could see both. Maybe it is both. Anyway, Stuart B. is no stranger to boat life, residing on his 32-foot Sea Ray Stingray. But an innocent trip into the ocean for some stargazing turned frightening when a mechanical issue caused water to flood and capsize the boat. Terrifying. B. had fallen asleep when water came rushing in, leaving him unable to send a distress signal, but giving just enough time to get out through the hatch. God, that is scary. Especially if it's at night? My God. After seeing that B left Cape Marina at Port Canaveral in Florida around 4 p.m. Friday and did not return by Saturday morning, a marina member alerted the U.S. Coast Guard that B was missing as he typically doesn't take the boat overnight. Oh, that's nice that they're paying attention. The Coast Guard began their search but knew the chances of finding B were minimal. That's the other crazy thing about the ocean is that if you're lost out there, the chances of somebody seeing you 
I, they're so small. Even if they ha even if they have the search area, even if they know where you were lost, there's still a good chance you're not gonna be found. Let's all stay inside. What do you say? The chances of finding B were minimal. That is until Sunday when he spotted a 738 foot shipping boat, the Angeles, heading his way. The vessel was hauling Chiquita bananas. All right, so I think we're we're getting somewhere on this Chiquita bananas mystery. From Honduras to Delaware, when crew members saw B holding onto his boat, waving his shirt in the air. Once he was aboard, crew members gave him some dry clothes and notified the Coast Guard and brought B along for the ride. Those guys are just the nicest people ever, said B upon arrival. Well, there's, there's a feel-good story. Internet Stories! Okay, so in case you forgot, there's one more segment. It's the last segment of the day. I know lately I've just been having the conversations and not putting different pieces in the episodes. Maybe you forgot. Maybe you just thought it was internet stories. Maybe you didn't think I was actually going to talk to anybody. Maybe, I, I, I don't know. I'm stumbling over my words, so forgive me. But I'm excited about this one, you know? I'm talking to Sam, and I realized I didn't really tell you who Sam was or is. So... I know Sam through working on like commercial film sets. That's how we got to know each other. And we thought it'd be fun to do a podcast together. So um, that's the short setup. You'll learn more about him when you hear the conversation. And today you're going to hear a piece where we talked about like mastering a skill versus having an interest in several different things. And we talked about how important it is to enjoy the process, the creative process, or just anything you do in life, enjoying the journey. So some, some things I like to talk about. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to these things. And if not, there'll be other pieces from the conversation with Sam next week because we really did cover a lot of different things. So anyway, uh, this is about a 15-minute segment, and I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. But it's about the journey. Just the destination is the end of your life. I do think it. I think about that a lot. That it's about the the journey or the the pursuit, the pursuit of something. Not, I think is important. Not the destiny. I I agree wholeheartedly. I I came to that conclusion very recently. Whereas like, like I told you, I like to play magic and I'll build a deck, and then after I build a deck, on to the next one. And I'm like, man, I feel really bad. Like I just never feel satisfied. But it's like that's what I enjoy doing. And so it's the journey of making it and figuring it out and doing all the facets. And then once I come to making it, I'm like, oh, well, next one. It's so hard to enjoy the process, though. It is. It is because the process is about you wanting the end to come. Yes. Like, I want I want it to be over now. I want it to do this thing. Or I have this thing I want to do. And then you're building so much to do it and you get frustrated because it's not getting you closer to doing it. And then you get to it and like, oh, I wish I would have enjoyed on the way here. Yeah. But it's hard. It's always in the memory that you go, man, those, those are some good times. Yeah. I wish I would have enjoyed it more while I was doing yeah, it. Yeah. I think it's a song. It's like, you never know. These are the good old days until they're gone. Yeah. I think is what it is. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, this, this show even has stressed me out so much over, over time, even though I'm glad that I'm doing it. There are times where I feel so stressed and overwhelmed just trying to get certain things done. Mm -hmm. But I look back at some of those shows that I've mm -hmm. done. I'm, I appreciate them. The more, oh, yeah. the more time goes by, the more I appreciate a lot of what I've already done. Yeah, it's the learning process. Mm -hmm. Kind of like whenever I lived, I, li I lived with one of my roommates who did YouTube and then he started focusing on music. And so I was like, I want to do something with my life. 
So I just made a lot of videos and they're horrible. They haven't seen the light of day by anybody except me and they're on my laptop, but I love them because it's like, I could see myself getting a little better. Like I did a video where I was like, I'm going to vlog and I vlogged going and talking to this homeless man that was always on the street corner, but I forgot to hit record. So it's just me talking to this homeless man. So the video is me talking about talking to a homeless man. And then I was like, well, that's but then you never hit record when you actually went and did it. Nah, so it was mostly like just listening to me talk about this guy that no one knew and no one really understood. And so I was like, yeah, that's probably not that good. Hey, well, you have the memory. I do have the memory, yes. And I remember talking to him and I remember feeling kind of okay because then I felt like I was semi-exploiting him <laughs> by going in. I'm like, I'm going to talk to this guy, give views. And I was like, it's probably not a good way to think about my yeah, life. Well, I mean, it's like what people are doing now. It's normal. That is, that is normal now, yes. It, it It is normal in the sense, but like, a lot of the really, like a lot of the people that are vloggers, you know, like David Dobrik's not really doing anything right now. And because of COVID, COVID probably. Yeah. And he's got other things he's got going on in his life. Well, yeah, but a lot of that stuff on online, especially it, it, it evolves and yeah, uh, you got to be thinking about what to do next. Yeah. Like what, what's, what's coming up next? Yeah. Because there's vlogging became such a huge, huge, huge deal. And I'm sure you could still make a living off of a vlog or YouTube channel off of a vlog, but mm -hmm. I think really people really should be thinking about what's the next thing. Like, yeah. What does vlogging and, become? Yeah. What it's like, you know, someone told me this, I think it was Jason, our friend Jason. And Jason was like, you know, YouTube was the natural ground where no one was able to do any, like you were able to do everything, but now it's starting to get understood that. So people, all these big people are coming in and forcing to have parameters on top of it. So now YouTube may, you know, eventually, you know, be the sun that blows up and then there's a new streaming or yeah. new YouTube that comes out that's that people go to and do whatever you want. And then that gets taken over and then so and so and so and so until et cetera, until there's constantly a new website. But that could be I think there almost has pretty, to be. Yeah. Because then it's like you know destruction regrowth destruction regrowth, yeah. and it's like freedom it's tough though especially in the being in the position of youtube they they have to all eyes are on them so they sort of have to pay attention to these things and listen yeah. to people but yeah in the beginning youtube was the wild west you could do whatever you want yeah and that doesn't mean everything was good or right that is, that is very true but yeah you got a lot of things out of that a lot yeah. of a lot of good came out of it and i think the only way you get to that is by well the bad stuff too and what are you an expert in? Uh, not a lot, really. I hear that. I'm not an expert in anything. I, I don't think I'm an expert in a single thing. I have thing. interest in a lot of things. I don't know that I'm an uh -huh. expert in many at all. What is it? I learned the whole phrase. Jack of all trades, master of master none, of none yeah. is better than master of one. Yes. I think that's the rest of it, isn't it? Jack of all trades. I'm, I don't think I've ever heard the rest of that. I thought that was the phrase. I thought it was too. And I heard it, I was like... Oh, I guess that makes it back. But Jack of all trades, master of none is better than a master of one. I think for some people, I think some people would love to just be a master of one. Yes. Uh -huh. True. I think, I think everyone likes to, that no matter hermit life where they're like, I have this one thing that I'm good at. Don't bother me with anything else. Yeah. But it's like, Hmm. I don't know if that's really useful unless you're in like a, a group of a hundred people where everyone's like that. That's true. And I don't know if you could ever really live your life like that, maybe. 
You could find out. You could find out. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna like, forget everything and drop everything in my life and be a master of water bottles. Do it. What does that? What, what does that mean? Be a master know. of water bottles. Probably like pouring them out and then melting them. But then I have to be a master of fire to melt them. But, like yeah, build see? stuff out of them. Maybe just not melt them. I just like pour. I don't know. Make a pool out of it and then just build a pool of water bottles. I think. Like I think it is possible to master it more than one thing. I yeah. really do. I think it yeah. takes um, a lot of years and maybe the other thing you're mastering relates to the first thing you mastered, but I think it's possible to do more than one. I think so, yeah. What's that sound? Sounds like music. This is the problem with living in the city. The it's window's cool, open. I think it's like a I think it's a truck. That's a really cool sound though. It sounds kind of like a banshee. Is is a banshee a cool sound or a terrifying sound? I think it's a terrifying sound, but that's why it's cool is because it's terrifying. Okay. But banshees, are, like, in a sense, sound creepy. But if you like movies, it's like, oh, that's cool. It's a comforting sound? Yeah, it's a comforting sound. It's like, oh, I heard this in a movie once. <laughs> Something bad's going to happen, but it was pretty cool in the movie. So, I mean, it's got to be pretty cool. What, uh, what would you actually want to be a master of? A master if, of? If you could choose right now in your life. I could be a master um, I don't know. I'd like to be, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't like the idea of being a master because I don't like the idea of knowing everything about something. You and don't like the, even if I said right now you could know everything about something, you don't even have to no. work at it. No, because I think what working at it is what makes it enjoyable. I mean, I, I took guitar lessons and I remember my teacher was awesome and he just was able to know everything. But, but this is more of an idea of success, but like compare that to someone who, who is a musician that doesn't know everything and would be famous, you know, like, um, with somebody like Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain definitely was not Eddie Van Halen or something, but I think because he wasn't is what made him more interesting and made him more fascinating to listen to his music because he worked with what he had. I like the idea of being a Swiss Army Blade rather than like an omnipotent computer. Because a Swiss Army Blade yeah. only has a small amount of things, and the possibilities of mixing the things are so infinite, while a computer is so infinite, infinite, infinite that it's like too hard to grasp. But the interest lies in I don't have this capability, so I have to deal with these two capabilities I have, and thus something more interesting comes i'm able to fix the problem but in a more interesting way i like that a lot i've actually thought about that too before okay. thinking like i mean in, in one way not being good at all things that i'm doing i feel like a mm -hmm. failure yes but in another way i'm like but if i'm if i'm able to play an instrument and also i know how to uh i'm a cinematographer mm -hmm. editor if i like i can find all in creativity if mm -hmm. I can learn 10 different skills and figure out a way to combine them to make something new, like that's, that's yeah. exciting. I think, yeah, I get that. I think like fear or the idea of failure is something that can haunt anybody or hinder anybody. But it's like Bob, the Bob Ross concept of like happy accidents where it's like, it's not necessarily, you're not failing because something good can come from it where it's like, instead of, thinking of self, yourself as falling see it as like moving in a different way you know yeah still moving forward you're just sort of walking like everybody else you're falling 
I think it, it's it is more difficult in today's world because everything you could say that like I want to mm -hmm. I just want to make stuff I don't want to worry about failing I don't want to worry mm -hmm. about what everyone else thinks but the much, world is so yeah, judgmental it's, it's very much more of a concept than it is like an actual you know ability it's hard to put into practice I think it's possible but it's yeah. just hard to do when you you're you're gonna get so much criticism for whatever yeah. you do yeah and I think criticism is hard and it's easy to say don't listen to it but the people that say that are the ones that definitely still listen to it and so it's criticism is one of the I wouldn't say backbones of society but it's one of the definite attributes of society yeah it's like you can't really escape it and well there's constructive criticism like if you were to do yeah. something ask me my opinion on it like that that can be constructive criticism and then mm -hmm. there's like the YouTube comment section and that's that's a yeah. whole different thing well it's like the YouTube comment section is the same as like a text message where it's like you don't really get the concept or the the way they're saying it yeah so it's like there's so much lost yeah. in that message it's like are they really meaning to be this mean are they yeah. just saying it like kind of just like thinking oh this is a comment and it's not meaning anything or are they like superbly trying to attack me and bring me down and stab the knife and rip yeah kind of a thing that, oh man that and that that affects work yeah. it affects the way you oh, look yeah. at your own work because you're thinking yeah. like geez does everyone just hate everything that i do do they hate yeah. me yeah does it affect like it, it subliminally will affect what you're going to do and it's like i would do that originally but now because i read that comment i don't plan on doing yeah this and kind i have a thing i read some quote or maybe it was just somebody talking about the idea but it was it was about having fans and how mm -hmm. that changes your work the changes creativity mm -hmm. because then you in a way you're you are indebted to them and you want to please them even if it's subconsciously mm -hmm. yeah so you start you start doing different things that you know people will like instead of doing what actually comes natural to you what I you enjoy mm -hmm. like so so you some of the creativity is lost because you're afraid of what the reaction will be but if you have no audience and you just create the things that you enjoy even if they're bad maybe they're maybe they're terrible maybe mm -hmm. it turns out terrible but it doesn't matter mm -hmm. it starts to matter too much when you have like a following i get that and that's i think that's where i don't know it might it maybe i don't know if it's a good thing yeah i get that it's like somewhat being aloof from that would help you to be straightforward in your sense or straightforward in like uh yourself rather than what i've been created to be yeah. because of what i think the expectations of all these people are because you don't create new work that way you just create what people yeah what people like yeah it's like you almost have to be okay with not being liked but then that also brings the stress of well what if this pays my bills and it no longer pays my bills yeah it's like oh, oh this isn't very good i don't know what to do anymore I'm kind of nervous that's why i have so much thing. respect for uh comedians Ooh. especially when they're working on like a new hour because they're going on stage trying things out knowing that oh yeah it might not work mm -hmm. they might cross a line somewhere mm -hmm. they might not get a laugh they might be hated like you're going out there figuring it out in front of an audience of people yeah and like those are the people that i think are doing it oh, right yeah. all right that is it for this week there'll be more with sam next week and maybe some internet stories maybe a new segment who knows we'll see but i thank you for joining me 
If you liked this episode, please let me know. If you hated this episode, please let me know. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please let me know. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.